0: review your condition those instances in your life that made you come to realize that there exists suffering that there is suffering here in your mind, in your body, in your environment those personal experiences as vividly as you can bring them up, let them come same experiences, the same pains, let that spur your compassion, making suffering and its cause the object of your determination to completely remove seeing that suffering doesn't discriminate then you yourself will not discriminate from whom you will remove it let this let these thoughts your determination to finding the antidote to suffering and its cause. So now determine to remove the causes of suffering, the conditions of suffering. Wherever it abides in the body state that is conducive to meditation. Let it bring the breath to a state that is conducive to meditation. Let it bring the mind to the state that is conducive to meditation. Hold on to that determination and go into the body making sure that it is comfortable that there is stability so you don't need to consciously have any concerns about the body and take the indication that you are actually inducing the state of meditation take the sense of ease that is now descending on the body as that indication Check the legs and hands. Make sure the elbows are not too far, not too close to the body. Shoulders are even, relaxed. Let go. Back straight and comfortable. Head and neck centered. Mouth, teeth. Um, resting in their natural places and the very sense of ease in the posture influences the rhythm of the breath Then bring your attention to the breath with only the intention to observe the breath knowing that you're breathing out when you're breathing out knowing that you're breathing in when you're breathing in do not be concerned about how focused the mind is on the breath Do not be concerned about what your mind is doing with distractions. Don't try to control the length of the in-breath or the out-breath. Just know that you're breathing out when you're breathing out. Know that you're breathing in when you're breathing in. Watch the continuity of awareness, following the breath from out breath to out breath and try to maintain the continuity, keep it unbroken while you follow 21 cycles of breath. active without disturbing the state so be aware of the sense of ease in the body without the awareness disturbing the sense of ease sense of ease now descending in the mind and let the awareness not be a disturbance to this sense of ease To maintain the sense of ease while you are observing it, that is achieving stability and continue. This endeavor to remain in this ever-deepening sense of ease and from within this sense of ease now bring your attention to the space in front of you at the level of your eyebrows about an arm's length distance from you again recall the goal that you seek bring forth that determination to seek it to obtain it while questioning through what means will you achieve it through what means will you actualize it and that very thing to inspire you to capture your attention It is a bright presence Made entirely of light And as you review this in your mind Somewhere There is a measure of conviction That you are in the very presence Of what is for you The infallible means to achieve your goal As soon as you are aware of that measure of conviction Hold on to it As though it's the only thing that matters, neglecting everything else that may be present. Again, review your determination. Determine to get to that antidote for the sake of all. Your conviction in your mind. Show your reverence. Prostate. and trust yourself in this infallible guide find within you a sense of gratitude and out of know, that sense of gratitude to make offerings to help clear your conscience your faults, the actions committed under the influence, knowing that they are the very cause of the obstacles that you have experienced so far, and will experience, again entrust yourself in the teacher. to restrain in the future and think of something to do to make up find your mind for the efforts that you've invested so far. Maintain the level of calmness. Be aware of it without disturbing it. Again, recall the meditation that you are about to do. Holding on to your determination. Feel it in such a palpable way palpable mental force and direct the positive potentials you've gained so far through these preliminaries to help you succeed in your meditation. Strongly still that determination. Instead of that energy of the deta- determination, disturbing the sense of calmness, let it induce it further. By simply willing it. And bring that bright sense spread of the presence of the teacher to your look Think of the meditation you are about to do, the realizations you need to realize, the obstacles you have encountered and make very strong wishes to be free of your obstacles, to gain the realizations you seek. Our feeling of shower of blessings from the teacher as you make this request to the teacher. to become of your head. See it merging with your mind in your heart center. You can stretch your legs if you need to. Uh. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to another Friday night <laughs> 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 at Three Jewels. Okay. <laughs> uh, although I've not been reading from the Heart Sutra, and from the very beginning, it's supposed to be. Hot Sutra meditation and uh, teaching on the Hatsutra. Sutra. It seemed like it was a somewhat of a. We, we, we've been. like we were diverted from the Hot Sutra for a while. But we it or not, we were still on the Hot Sutra. <laughs> we reached a point in the Hot Sutra where it says, in emptiness, from there, in emptiness, uh, there is no form, there is no that. So this was really a way of explaining. Uh, uh, this is where. An expression of the two truths has to be introduced. Why is it that in emptiness that there is no form, no I, no, none, of, none of the things that we are familiar with? Why is it that they don't appear? And, and to understand that, we have to understand the two truths. And, and got, we talked about the perfection of wisdom, they, they uh, eliminate fears, they eliminate mental obscurations, and then they thereby achieve uh, unsurpassable nirvana. nirvana. And right after that, it says, and this is how what the Buddhas also did. All the Buddhas, all the three times, they also dependent on, by depending on, by relying on on, on uh, the, the practice of the perfection of wisdom, they achieved their Buddhahood. Okay, and it was somewhat uh, between those three lines, the three uh, statements that we are we, we were talking about. What are the what are the two truths, and and uh, and what is it that what, what is the enlightenment of a Buddha? Okay. And we, we were sort of trying to understand that. Uh, and the last thing we were, we were talking about, we were talking about uh, uh, we, we stayed with enlightenment for, for a while. What is enlightenment? What does it mean that when the Buddha says that the Buddha sees everything? And what, what is this everything that the Buddha sees? And if you have a, a proper understanding of what is the ultimate nature of reality, as an as an object to perceive, and what is the reality that whose ultimate nature that you're perceiving, then they will help you understand what is it that the Buddha see. and how do how do Buddha see things? Okay. and we got into a little bit about uh, some absc- some obscure uh, and th- the. Concerning what the Buddhas perceive, they also perceive those things also. And uh, concerning the Buddha's enlightenment, the, the, the exceptional perception of the Buddha is that the Buddha is able to perceive simultaneously ultimate nature of reality and conventional nature of reality simultaneously. Until one, is beca- until one achieves Buddhahood, this simultaneous perception, cannot, you cannot do it. And before then, all you can do is, either you're only perceiving the ultimate nature of reality, and, and that's where the line says, in emptiness, there is no this, there is no that. And while you're perceiving the ultimate nature of reality, because you cannot perceive the conventional reality, all you're seeing is emptiness. You cannot see anything, you cannot see anything that, you, that is conventional. And, uh, and when you're not in direct perception of, 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 of the nature of reality, then your mind is perceiving conventional reality. Okay? Now, prior to having a direct perception of, of, uh, of the true nature of reality, you're, uh, you can say that our minds, whatever appears to our mind, our mind conceives of it as being ultimate. That is its final nature, that is it, that's what it is ultimately. Okay. and other things. Okay. So everything that you know to be something that exists, when you're looking at its ultimate nature, you don't see that thing anymore. All you see is its, all it's, all you see is its ultimate nature. Okay. And when you're not looking at its ultimate nature, then that thing appears again. Now after having had a direct perception of emptiness, when you see that, when you see that, that thing again, then you have somewhere in your mind an understanding that it is not what it's appearing to be, that it's, it's not pe- or it's appearing to be an ultimate, and you know it's not an ultimate, and that it is said when you when you uh, you live, that person lives as if he's living in, uh, in an illusion. Things are appearing one way, and he knows that they are not what they are appearing to be. Okay. Now, this is where there is a lot of confusion, a lot of uh, disagreements as to because of of those, those two things that I just mentioned ultimate nature what is ultimate in nature that is the way what is appearing to you the way it appears is the way it is truly okay and then the conventional nature is uh, it's also called the deceptive nature or deceptive reality and it's and the reason it's called deceptive that is the way it is appearing is not the way it is ultimately it's not the way it really is okay that's what that's why it's called a deceptive okay and the ignorance perceiving it super ultimate truth conventional truth and then superimposing inherent existence that would be like a third thing now this this third thing is the thing that doesn't exist at all okay and it doesn't even exist Conventionally, okay, it doesn't exist at all. And the intricate thing about it is that what what is what is being perceived. Remember the ultimate. What is the ultimate that is being perceived? What is the fact that what is appearing to you is exactly the way it is? What is that? What is that phenomenon that you can encounter that once you once you perceive it, what you are perceiving is exactly what is the, the appearance is exactly what it is. Emptiness. Emptiness. And w- w- what is that? It's the lack of inherent existence of any object uh-huh. or the perceiver perceiving or the object itself. So it's it's not necessarily some object. Like you know you have all the things that exist. And then among those things that exist, okay, this is, uh, those are the, the ultimate ones and these are the conventional ones. It's not like that. Okay. All these things that exist, all these things that exist, more in a philosophical sense, do you get to this error of thinking of the ultimate nature as being something that is, you know, among the things that exist, you have, okay, this is ultimate and this is separate from that, and that's, th- that's the conventional. This error comes only because you're getting smart. <laughs> Interestingly. Because you're starting to be smart, you're starting to know things, you're starting to know that oh, there's something called inher- ultimate uh, nature, there's something called conventional nature, and then because of that knowledge that you're acquiring, and because of the, the, the habit of throwing inherent existence upon things, then you separate it so, uh, among things that exist, there's the, the ultimate, and, the, uh, and then there's the conventional. They are always talked about in 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 in, uh, in relation to each other. You cannot talk about one without without uh, without uh, relating without relating it to the other. The ultimate is about what exists, or the conventional. The conventional is a conventional because its ultimate is emptiness. Okay you cannot separate them f- from one from the other so what is this object and you hear when you are in the direct perception of emptiness they call that perception you are looking at an object you are looking at the true nature of reality and they call that an object and because of the wording perhaps the mind might think to, Mind might, might. what is it that you what is it that you come upon and we, and then you say, ah, this uh, this thing which is appearing is exactly the way it, it it exists. What is this thing? Not not finding. The very not finding anything. <laughs> the very not finding of anything that is the thing that the, the, that is what they're calling the thing that when it appears, it is exactly the way the way it appears. So let me let me put it another way, which is less sophisticated. Not there's not a thing that you will find that when it appears to you it is exactly what it is Mm -hmm. this very fact that there is not a thing that when it appears to you that it is what it is that is the thing that is called the ultimate okay now let's get a bit uh, a bit sophisticated So, let's try to get into the mind of a Buddha, and see what the Buddha, what 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 when the Buddha is looking, if he looks, what does the Buddha see? Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if it's Chandrakirti, or or it's Nagarjuna, Lord Nagarjuna, Lord Chandra Kiti. I'm not sure which one, which one stated this, but uh, it says. Uh, and, wait a minute, we say, wait a minute, don't we perceive also dependently arisen things? Yeah. But on top of that, we ascribe to it, or we uh, uh, superimpose on those things which, super, which dependently arise. Well, I'll put it, put it in the sophisticated way, and I'll explain it in a, in a way that doesn't make sophisticated. We, are, we superimpose upon that inherent existence. What we are doing actually is this dependently arisen thing. We are saying sorry. You are not dependently arisen. That's what that's what it means when it says you. you we are saying superimposing that it is inherently existent. So, in in a, in, in a sense, you cannot, we are lying. There's a, there's a, a consciousness that lies about what about things. Now. The interesting thing about it is that when you're thinking about, okay, this comes from that, this comes from that, this comes from that, you say, well, we understand that things are dependently arisen. But somewhere, that's where the uh, uh, more of a psychological understanding helps, is that in the unconscious, even though we are saying this comes from this, this comes from that, as soon as we hold on to any one thing, we are holding on to that one thing as not being dependently arisen okay let's say sophisticated way at that somewhere in our mind there is this conclusion drawn about it and so this thing we say oh yeah it comes from this it comes from that but we're looking at this at, at the moment of seeing it there's the superimposing this is this thing which dependently arises from that is inherently existent and this thing which gave rise to that this thing is inherently existent that's what our mind is doing even though on a superficial level we are saying oh this came from that this came from that this came from that and, and what's the point of this? Because uh, I, w- I was trying to stir up some very uh, strong emotion in the beginning about, you know, look at your suffering and then extract from that that you're not the only one suffering. are Let's go look for the antidote. And here I am talking about, this comes from this, this comes from that. There are things that appear and they're, they're not exactly what they are. What does this got to do with getting rid of the suffering? And I think I mentioned this already, but I have to keep repeating it every once in a while it is this very process of looking at reality this way it is this very this very action that will get rid of the suffering just like there is not an object which is an ultimate object that you are going to find looking at everything that exists oh there is the ultimate object it is that thing that appears that is exactly the way it is just like you are not going to find that Apart from just doing this process in your head, there's not going to be this antidote you're going to find that's going to be, oh, this is the antidote for suffering. I've been studying Prasangika, Madhyamika for a while, you know, a few years, a few months, and you think you got it, you think you got it, you think you got it, and you're not, you don't seem to be getting, making any progress with what you got. Then you start to get bored with it, okay? You start to get bored. Okay, things are not nearly existent. Okay, next, where's the antidote for my suffering? Okay. Okay. You got it. That's the antidote. It's to review this in your mind and exactly at looking at the very thing that exists and reviewing that with those things that you're perceiving that exist. That is the en- that, that that is the antidote. That is the remedy. It's not, it's, it's not something else. Okay. Uh, so when it says all the Buddhas all three times that means those who became Buddhas in the past those who are becoming Buddhas right now as we are speaking and those who will become Buddhas in the future that means if you are not already a Buddha you guys this is what you have to depend on this is what you have to do look at your aggregates what are your, what are your aggregates it's not the Dhammakaya the Sambhogakaya you know it's not uh, those people who live over there it's this very body that you have this very mind that you have look at it and then while you're looking at it, you will you will start to have a glimpse of that that consciousness that is superimposing upon these aggregates inherent existence. You start to see all oh, this is inherent. You see the object, you sort of you're able to imagine it. Okay. And then you tell your mind, okay, let's look for this object that you think is not just mere imaginary, that you think that actually is and you go through those steps that Avalokiteshvara told you to do from the very beginning look at them thoroughly do you see the object that you're imagining in them and when you directly don't see the object that you're imagining to be in them not there then you become free of whatever influence it has on you it becomes free of, of, of of that making you act in such a way that brings you the suffering that you're trying to get rid of. It's no other method. This is it. You have found the antidote that you're looking for. It is not in Rocky Road ice cream. (laughs) Okay. Although it appears to be so for that moment. (laughs) Okay. And I can tell you, I'm still drinking Earl Grey. <laughs> 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 the first cup didn't give it yet, so it must be in the second cup. Now, it must be the third cup. <laughs> well, the 1,000th uh, cup or something. Okay. And this doesn't mean that what you might call the clean pleasure, uh, this, this is not the, a real happiness yet. This is not happiness at all. Don't do that to yourself. The pleasant experience that you're able to accidentally experience every once in a while, that's your, almost like your indicator. Ah, happiness does exist. I've just had a taste of it. The happiness that I'm aspiring to achieve, it it does exist. the, the pleasure that you accidentally exp- uh, in, bump into in those in, uh, ex- uh, you know going through those various experiences, they sh- they should encourage you to seek it fully. Okay, don't don't become uh, uh, what's that? No, you think you're developing uh, renunciation by you know. You know, uh, making yourself suffer. You know, uh, you think renunciation means not having any kind of pleasure. Okay, that's not renunciation at all. Like it's the opposite of renunciation, actually. Okay, the opposite of renunciation is to seek pain. <laughs> okay, renunciation is really seeking the pleasant. Really seeking it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. oh boy! Sorry, <laughs> Crab Nebula. <laughs> and in the future, maybe on the planet Earth in the year twenty twenty-five, you know, when you're a, a, a turku <laughs> in your cave somewhere, or maybe in the middle of uh, traffic, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever traffic will be will be in the future. No, you when you're you, this is what you will be depending on. So start depending on it now. If you, don't, if you don't get used to it, you're not gonna be able to pick it up next time, okay? And uh, sorry, you're very, very fast. I'm gonna talk. <laughs> <laughs> the, the I just brought up the tulku thing. now this is really a a side kind of thing. It's not really not talking about how to draw at all. <laughs> the the w- there's this movie that just came out. Uh, uh, Unmistaken uh, Un- Unmistaken child. Okay. Now, why do you think that phenomena is is, is a reality? You know, those those children, oh, wh- you seek them out, and then uh, uh, and they display those incredible uh, uh, those incredible capacities, those incredible characteristics, being able to recall things that people can relate with. Okay. Uh, uh, Geshe-la gave us a very nice example la- last Sunday of somebody who wasn't even people were not even looking for him and he came in t- into the monastery and said this is mine where's my room and oh you also and so you also and so this was a child that, that was never. And, and, and the reason for telling you this is because after a few years if you're not going deep into, into this if it remains super superficial you will get bored with this and when your mind gets bored with this, you're not going to have the energy to invest in it, to go deep into it. Okay. And then not having the energy, either you drop it, and the dropping may not be apparent. Like uh, you, you may go to, you know, go to the ceremonies every day until you die, but in your mind you dropped it. Okay. If you don't make this something that is very personal to you, that even if there were no ceremonies to go to, but in your mind, it's, it's very active. Then, if you didn't get it in this life, then you will be to pick it up right away in the next life, okay? And that's why those Turkus, uh, the, the real Turkus, well, this is, come on, am I getting political here? <laughs> 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 that's why the real Turkus, uh, th- when they go through the same classes as other people, they uh, accelerate, okay? And there's uh, an, uh, an example that I can think of is Neten, uh Turku. Okay? He's supposed to be, well, never mind, he's a Turku. <laughs> but he was not recognized. But somehow he got into the monastery, somehow he became this extremely uh, uh, great uh, scholar. It wasn't until he into a situation where your head is so thick that you have, to, you have to have the compassionate teacher who has to hit you in the head with a rule every once in a while so he can get it. <laughs> Where you can just, you know, you read it, oh yeah, uh, and then the next day you recite it. It, it. it doesn't come from some magic, it's habituating yourself right now to it. Okay. And be sincere, don't, don't be afraid of this thing called, uh, it's a, it's a uh, what's called blasphemy. Well, is there a blasphemy in Buddhism, I'm not sure. But there's something very close to it, but <laughs> whatever. Okay, so something very close to that uh, emotion. Don't be afraid of doing it. If it doesn't make sense to you, say it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> okay, don't be afraid to do that. Don't just accept things just because you know it came down to you. You're not, you're not helping yourself. You're not going to become a tukus, Sorry, you? you're going to be excluded. <laughs> okay, and that was the sidetrack. Uh, so what you're going to be <laughs> meditating on? So go back again to that determination and try to hold on to it while you just examine what is see see how your mind looks sees it okay and examine it is it really that way okay oh you all know Tuk the reason it's called transcendent uh, uh, wisdom it's not because it's so profound in, in the sense of being so empty, but because it is a, a, a simultaneous thing. It's looking at the true nature of reality while your mind is imbued with bodhicitta. So it's sort of being unbalanced, being more focusing on the empty side. Okay. So I thought it would be a great idea to bring uh, Jimba to give us a, a talk and, and something that he, uh, a, a term that he, he's been coining a lot. Uh, Finding emptiness through the back door. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so I thought you might. I don't know, either on a Friday, but somewhere, sometime before, between now and before he leaves, maybe on the fifteenth in the morning. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not really that, but uh, sometime that we can give a talk like that and invite, tell your friends. He's he's teaching uh, next Friday, so will we be having? So yeah, that's Hmm? those. He's teaching up at uh, you know 120 first street mm-hmm. on Next. Friday. Friday on mm. Friday mm-hmm. same, time. same time same time ok well we'll see we have a talk yeah <laughs> so teach us how to be in both places <laughs> <today>. <laughs> 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 ok so we'll get to that determination again make it fresh in your mind while you Get your posture, mouth, teeth, tongue, eyes, bring your thinking into your heart center. Just the words are sufficient, I am thinking in my heart center. as vividly as you can to the memory of the sense of ease you experience, the sense of calmness. Let that vividness infuse your present state while you observe five cycles of breath. Try to understand again the statement: the Buddhas see dependently of all that is dependently arisen, and make that answer relevant to that your determination, finding the antidote. without disturbing the degree of tranquility, let your heart reach out to all beings and strongly wish that they be free of whatever problems they are experiencing. They find true happiness and dedicate the merits of your meditation to the achievement of your ultimate goal. Back to the breath. Breathing out, knowing that you're breathing out. Breathing in, knowing that you're breathing in. Slowly become aware of your body.